From Charter Hall and Banish, this is Sustainability Further. I'm your host, Lottie DL. You're listening to Sustainability Further, a podcast by Charter Hall. One of Australia's leading property groups, Charter Hall is focused on creating innovative spaces and going further to build a better future for all. In this episode, we speak with Sita Adhikari, the co-founder and director of Impact at Pollinate Group, a social enterprise that provides access to sustainable energy and water solutions for underserved communities in developing countries. Sita also shares with us the story behind Pollinate Group's inceptions, the challenges they've faced in implementing sustainable solutions, and the impact they have had on improving the lives of people in low-income communities. So thank you so much for joining me today, Sita. I first of all wanted to ask you, what does the word sustainability mean to you? Ah, this is very interesting topics nowadays. In the broader terms of sustainability means the UN goal from no hunger to solving the climate crisis. But this is very broad and seems too global and big statement for a small person like me in the planet who born in South Asia, Nepal, one of the poorer country in the world. For me, sustainability means women with enough food, access on educations and educate access on health, clean energy sources, clean drinking water. People live with harmony. Every citizen treated equally, no more inequalities in the name of caste, race, and gender. Moreover, in the household level, I would imagine family with smokeless kitchen, having basic quality of life, women are equipped with life-improving technologies and skills that help her to manage household chores and invest time for her personal and professional growth. I would also like to add one more thing, which is very important for me. I am from Nepal. You know that Nepal is Himalayan countries, including Mount Everest. Most importantly, sustainability also means to me, or I think to everyone who cares about it, is all the Himalayas are remains white, not a heaps of black stone in the near future. I think it sounds like an amazing future that you are envisioning and you are planning and I look forward to it because I feel like all of the amazing work that you are doing, which we're going to touch on today, really covers so many of those topics that you just mentioned then. So could you please tell us a little bit about the genesis of Pollinate Group and how it's making a difference in promoting sustainable development in the underserved communities? Yeah, our mission, Pollinate mission is to empower women as change leader to distribute products that improve health, save time and money for the old, most neglected communities. Through the distribution of clean energy goods like solar light, clean cooking stove, kitchen appliances, feminine hygiene product, we identify, train and empower marginalized women or micro-entrepreneurs and works to reduce poverty, advance gender equalities, and increase access to renewable energy. So we actually, we train and empower local women in the entrepreneurship skills of micro-business management, supply chain management, financial management, including digital inclusion in the learning management system. 
So we emphasize more initiatives that offer long-term, long-lasting solutions to the underserved women and communities. That is amazing. So kind of how did this concept and this idea come about for you? This is because, I mean, I am from local uh, communities in Nepal. So I have been coming from a ruler background. My parents was migrated from Hill to uh, Tarai region. And I'm a fortunate person that I got a chance to get, you know, government school education, which is uh, considered a minimum kind of, you know, education level. Private school always consider here a more higher paid school education, but I'm from middle class or lower middle class families. But due to my parents' contribution and hard work, I got the school education and the university education as well. But at the same time, I was looking at a lot of people who were not equally privileged to get the, that minimum education access or whatever other facilities in the communities. So I always inspired to go back and, you know, back to the communities, what I got from the communities and the planet. So I always inspired to go back and uh, contribute. So because of that inspiration from the beginning, I decided to work and spend time with the communities people. Now, more than 20 years, I have been work as a social leader in the communities. And you know, from after 10 years later that I started in this social business entities to um, solve in a systematic way to reduce uh, the virtual cycle of poverty and inequalities in the communities through clean energy. Uh, distribution and you know access uh, increase the clean water and clean energy to the communities or basic services as well. No, it's really amazing, and it's just yeah, it's congratulations. I am very honored to be chatting with you today. So, how do you measure all of the impact that you are having with all of these different initiatives? What are the met- metrics that you use to evaluate this success? Actually, we divided uh, our, we have multiple, like, you know, very interesting business model. And uh, uh, basically, we emphasize on four impact areas, though we have uh, a lot of impact in different uh, UN goal, sustainable development goal. But I will give you uh, four impact areas, which is the core of pollinate. Number one is reducing poverty. Number two, increasing women voice power agencies and uh, build her leadership. Number three is increase the digital access, which is very uh, new and you know emerging opportunity with us. And then the other one is communities are safer, healthier, and cleaner, which is uh, through our product, we would like to create that uh, environment and the situation for the, for the community people. Under each of these impact areas, we have certain metrics to evaluate and measure the impact. So I would give some example of the metrics, which is under the poverty reductions, we track how our women and the communities people are progressing on below poverty line. You know, how they are progressing on uh, going forward with the below poverty line or compared to national income average, how our communities and women are progressing. At the same time, we also track the change of income of our women entrepreneurs in, 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 in for the time being. Under voice power agencies, uh, skill development is the key of our women entrepreneurs. 
and you know changing their confidence level and uh, how they are progressing on their decision making uh, especially in household purchase and mobility etc and you know uh, benefit with the healthcare and all under the digital access uh, mobile phone access and smartphone access is the key for us and online transactions we track those and we empower actually and uh, make sure that women have a smartphone and do the online transaction and access on internet uh, etc and uh, in long term we would like to see women are uh, using technologies and that is helping her on her personal and professional growth so um uh, last not least communities are safer healthier and cleaner which is completely with the product sold that we you know how many product that we sold and how this is impacting to the communities dollar saves co2 emission uh, reduce and the, the communities feel safer or how the quality of life has been, has been changed because of this product so those are the major metrics that we track and do our, we have the regular monitoring and evaluation and learning system in our complete mechanism uh, with polynet and we you know collect the baseline to um, annual and uh, periodic survey and analysis wow no it's amazing and you're having such a great impact across so many different goals and so many different metrics so that was why behind the question kind of going you're doing so much how do you yeah how do you measure each and everything but you've definitely covered it all and you're definitely tracking it so with all of the work that you're doing with all of these different communities and women how important is collaboration within these local communities but also with governments in achieving these goals and how do you approach these collaborations talking about the collaboration imagine or think about without coordinating and collaborating with the community involvement how we can achieve the sustainability goal that important you know you can't avoid that and it is all about initially approach and everyone should participate and aware and work towards it i would give you the simple example of our how it is important how we are taking our um, stakeholders the communities as a valuable customers not just the beneficiaries so we are distributing and selling solar lantern to the mostly neglected communities so we value them as a very respectable customer and we value their investment on the clean energy product and we also encourage the local women to be a very valuable stakeholder on this value chain so we not just take them as a beneficiaries but we would like to empower both communities and communities women same communities women not uh, you know be a change agent for those communities and the development or the change should come from the local and communities uh, way not from the you know top to bottom but bottom to top uh, should be there and then and the community know what is the challenges and the opportunities and what is the solutions or the best solution for them so without avoiding community involvement we can't achieve our sustainability goal that's why it's very very important for example if we sell uh, you know offering solar light and we are not empowering or educating our community what is the importance of the solar lantern and how this has local personal level local level household level and the global level impact then they won't uh, you know support your proposal or like your mission so it is very important to involve them in this process 
So talking about government, it is like government, uh, if they don't have the policies to how to support the initiative or, you know, they are not promoting or they are not incentivizing the business to distribute the solar lanterns, then again, it won't go anywhere. So, you know, right, though, the, so it's, it's, it's equally important to involve both, both uh, communities and the government in the way that uh, it helps uh, the global mission for everyone. No, I think it does is. Answer your question. I it, mean, it does answer my question because I think when you think about anything, we're all striving towards the same goals, and we can tackle it very different ways. But we can also work together to have a more significant outcome. Right. Right. So, in your opinion, what do you think is the role between businesses and governments? That what should what role should they be playing in promoting sustainability and reducing the impacts of climate change? I mean, for business, I always in you know the inspire or I always respect the triple bottom line approach, which is people, planet, and profit. So business would have this. The core in their policies or in their process or in their implementation, whatever. So people should be on the center and always planet should be on the centers. And if we respect people and planet or invest on your people and the stakeholder and resource, then involvement while making profit. You know, if you are making profit, so you always respect the people and planet, how we are investing and what investment is going to people and the planet and in towards what, you know, how we are responding to climate change. So it is very important for the for the business. And I would say like the this, all the businesses house has a huge opportunity at this time. We should see as an opportunity to, to, to bring the drastic change on uh, saying like what we are doing to why we are doing. So people are now going, you know, aware on, you know, they want to buy why we are doing it than the what we are doing, what we are produce or whatever. So the business house has had the opportunity to address the climate issue and then, you know, treat your people well and invest on the people that you serve and uh, on the around the stakeholder. So this is a huge opportunity for business to improve the world through your service and product. That's what I see. And the government has huge responsibility. I mean, I would say that after signing Paris Agreement, I would think like, you know, many government must have created many policies or add to in the developing states. But the most important things is how many of us are implementing it a question mark big question mark does the government is serious about promoting clean and green economy you know incentivize those businesses and the people who are working towards it does your government are serious about gender equalities and educate policies about about the cultures you are creating in as a nation or are you serious about your education system and the curriculum that helps the new generation or more children sensitive about the climate issue and you know committed to build a better better place for everyone in the future so uh, this is what 
our governments should think and act. No, I think it's a really exciting point that you've just made because we are at this turning point and by phrasing it as this opportunity for both businesses but also for governments to really take control of the future and to have such a positive impact, it's something that, yeah, I'm really excited to see how it goes in the future. So speaking of the future, what are the future plans for Pollinate Group and how do you envision your organization going forwards? Yeah, Pollinate Group is very committed to create a long-lasting impact and opportunity for the mostly neglected communities and underserved women in the communities all over the you know countries, uh, all over the world. That's where we serve. So specifically in the next 10 years, I would like to share, I mean, we are planning to recruit and train 40,000 women and potential women entrepreneurs in our network and build to build the business in uh, to hard to reach people and the marginalized communities. And uh, we have planned to distribute with that network 7.8 million clean energy product and household uh, life improving products that we are planning to distribute and uh, reduce uh, 122 million tons of CO2 emission and then impacted one uh, 120 million people. So these are our big like, you know, dream-minded plan. And it's not only the dream, but it's, it's uh, we are progressing towards it uh, through the partnership, enabling women entrepreneurs uh, through the partnership with different stakeholders in the communities and the, in the stakeholder as a community itself. And the women entrepreneurs, empowering women entrepreneurs and scaling up them to hire more women entrepreneurs in future. So actually, Polynet want to create, I mean, leading organization, I mean, to, on, uh, to address the climate change and women empowerment and not only through the initiative that we are doing in the in-house, but we, we would like to see all these 40,000 women are the leaders uh, in the local level as a climate change leader. Wow, they are some very big and exciting goals, but I'm really excited to watch and see everything that you do and you achieve in those next 10 years. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This conversation is part of Charitable and Vanish's podcast series, Sustainability Further. This series has been designed to inspire Australians to be more environmentally responsible and to take climate action. Sustainability Further is produced by Banish. Charter Hall's purpose is to create better futures by bringing aspirations to life.